Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. Hey, there are a lot of kids out there that have very successful parents. And the question is, what happens with these kids? Are they helped by their parents or are they hindered by their parents with all the best intent? Well, today, listening to one caller I'm speaking to who's trying to build a business and successfully under the shadow of his parents who are enormously successful. What kind of advice can I give? Well, listen in and stay around for a few rapid fire questions right after. Hi, Barbara. It's Hunter with MHR Real Estate Development. I started the company about two years ago with the help of my parents who are avid investors in the real estate industry. Um, with the help of them today, we have about $4 million in revenue approximately this year that we're going to be doing and about $1.8 million in profit as we are a development company. And my question for you is how can I take my company to the next level and market it and take advantage of how young I am to be in such a older demographic industry, especially in the real estate world. If I could get your advice, that would be very helpful. Thank you so much. I have a lot of questions for you. Who are you trying to call on as a young man? And what is it that you want to get? Yeah, so I want to be like kind of more respected because when you're so young and in the industry, right? Um, it's hard to be, people always think that they're optimistic about yourself or they don't think that you have what it takes. So that's something that's been a challenge, even with securing loans and mortgages for um, our company, it's been a challenge and we've had to go through multiple sources and find kind of the right person to really believe in me to show that I was able to kind of do that and find a lender that was able to work with us because we were able to get kind of appraisals done the properties before to show that the completion was going to be accurate for them and good profits for them as well. So it's been a challenge to find financing, especially when you're starting a new business. Uh, well, I think in the real estate field, what maybe let me get a better sense of what you're actually doing. What are you building? Are you renovating, building a new? Are you what what end of real estate? Commercial, residential? What do you do? So, Just give me the thumbnail sketch. I'll give you, yeah, the background. So at 16, I my grandparents were in the commercial side of real estate. They okay. did more um, hotels and also they did um, commercial with um, retirement homes. Oh. And they built them. They built them. Yes, built them and owned them, owned them as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, owned them and operated those. And then I worked for a real estate developer at 16 in the sales office. And I did that for two years in the sales and with them, a different developer. In, that, and, in, your, grandpa, in your grandparents' company, right? No, a different developer, a okay. completely different, a residential developer. Yep. And then I started with that and then... We have up in Canada, something like it would be the Hamptons in Canada called Muskoka's. Yes. And traditionally, um, everyone wants to be on the waterfront in Muskoka. And so people weren't buying the non, you know, still they're beautiful lots, like still like one acre, two acre lots. And I came up with the idea. I said, mom, you know, these lots are so undervalued. Like they were 80,000 compared to a waterfront lot, which was say 1.1 million. Big difference. At the time, two years ago. Shocking. 
So I thought to myself, well, people still want to be able to leave the city. So I came up with the idea to build kind of like a Hamptons inspired um, vacation property in Muskoka mm -hmm. on a beautiful, we got, we secured. So I gave my parents the loan, like the down payment, they financed the, the, to buy the property with myself. And then um, we had to meet with architects and then we came up with um, getting quotes. That was my part of the deal, getting quotes and meeting with architects. Then quotes we got appraisals. To quotes. quotes to build what? Rental units? No, or sale to build this property. It was what, quotes what were you building there? Was it individual homes? Just one individual home to start with. Yes. With, yeah. an, with an eye toward reselling it, building it yes, and reselling resell it. it. Yes, yes. So we started with that one project. And from there, um, that was one year ago. Or two years ago, we bought the land. We started developing it last year after I secured the, the financing. <clears throat> and then um, from there, we started growing. And then my brother was a project manager at another company. And he switched over and started managing our projects that we have. And then, so that project is coming to completion. And then it's going on the market next month. The, the thing you're calling the project is a one-family yeah. house. Yes, but from there we have other projects that we're also working on. Okay, and the, uh, it's a repetition of, of that formula again. You're going to build another house on the lake and then another and always sell them, sell them, sell them. <laughs> sell them and sell them, but I want to also get into the um, um, rental market as well. I just don't always want to be in the building and selling because it's not sustainable forever. Okay, well, the good, news, the good news for you is you have a lot of years left, so you can yes. really get into whatever the heck you want. Yeah. I'm a little confused by the numbers uh, you cited in the phone call. Yeah. You said we have $4 million in revenue approximately this year. That's a big house with about $1.8 million in profits. Did you build a giant house and make a $1.8 million profit on that? We have two house? projects we're selling this year, two. But you said you had it as a profit. I, I want to know what happened so far that was completed that gave you those profits. So we haven't got the profits yet. Those are just kind of the, what's gone off of the appraisal value. And then the market up here is just crazy. So these are kind of what we're aiming to sell. The numbers you're projecting based on the sale of one house? Two houses. Two, two houses. Two okay. Houses. I just want to get the lay of the land. And the main reason why we were able to be so profitable was because the land. So we bought our first lot for eighty. Mm -hmm. The same lot now, two years later, is about 450000 mm. That will make so, the repetition of the show a little harder for you, of course. Yes, it is. But we're looking to expand into the waterfront properties where the, where the market and margins are about higher um, on those kind of projects. Mm -hmm. how, old is your, how old is your brother? He Who's is 10 years older than me. He's 30. Okay, does he look as young as you? Or does he have a beard, maybe? No, he has a beard. He's a different, he, <laughs> I've read, I've listened to your podcast. He's the complete opposite of me. He's not, like, he doesn't take as much risks. And he's very, he's our project manager. He deals with the trades. Like, so we work very well together. I do the designing yep. and the, the, um, the selling part of it. As I, as I was going to be a real luxury real estate agent, but I decided to take this onto a approach. Oh, well, this approach will make you much richer, much faster than being a real estate agent and having your brother be the opposite to you in his gift, uh, his skill set is phenomenal, especially if it's with the trades, which is so important. You can't really yes, do that. Yes. All right. Yeah. So you're the design inspirational and he's the nuts and bolts guy that gets it done. Yes. And I come up, I like the financing side, the set, meeting with the realtors, um, marketing side, 
And your yeah. parents are the seed capital because without them giving you the money to get started, you wouldn't have been able to buy the land and build the house, right? Yes, that's correct. Because a lot of our, um, even though we are um, got a construction mortgage, they had to show the assets that my parents had in their accounts, obviously. And not only show the assets, post the assets. So if anything went wrong, they lose the assets. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's a tribute to you uh, that they either loved you enough to do it or, and maybe both, or they had confidence enough in you to do it. Parents lend for funny reasons <laughs> and lots of kids lose the money. How much money did you borrow from them? Or, or We started borrowing, so I borrowed $80,000 to buy the first lot and I gave $10,000 of my own money for the down payment. Uh -huh. And then we bought another lot. Um, we actually got an off-market deal that they've also um, paid for 150,000. How about the cost of the construction? That's more sizable than a lot typically. Yeah, so the construction um, mortgage on the one project is about $650,000. Um, we have a loan with our private lender on that one project. And how did you get that loan? Did your parents have to post their net worth or the, uh, their assets to get you that loan? Additionally, yes, but we also had to provide a lot of other um, resources. We had to get quotes and an appraisal done on the property and that's and then we pay interest at the end when we sell the project which is best for us right now because we don't we didn't have any cash to pay the payments unless i would ask my parents to borrow it yeah was that a construction loan or like a balloon mortgage kind of a thing? it's a construction mortgage okay with a private lender yeah all right and what kind of interest rate did you get on that i'm just curious um nine percent but it's at stages yes yeah, it's always, it's uh, the riskiest kind of loan for a bank to make, construction financing, and typically their highest rate they post. Uh, the good thing about that in, in the real estate industry is it makes you race like hell to get the project done. Boom, 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 boom. You don't want that eating you alive. Okay. Yeah. So your real question is how do you work against uh, or how do you compensate for looking yeah. so young and getting financing? I think you yeah. should keep... I think you should take it off of your worry plate entirely, okay? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna look young. I'm picturing you here growing a big ass beard and mustache. You're still mm -hmm. gonna look like a baby, all right? Um, that might be a disadvantage and you wanna know how to make it an advantage, but yeah. honestly, it's not important in this scenario as you, you just it. No, it's not. What's important is making sure your parents will still post for you when you want your next loan, because you wouldn't have done it without them. That gives a bank the great assurance they need more than you looking the part. Yeah. Uh, let's say they don't treat you with respect because they know you're really coming in with a partnership with your parents and your brother and everything, and they're not taking you on your face value. Mm -hmm. uh, you really have to win their confidence by returning the money. I mean, that's yeah. how you build a relationship with the bank. Borrow, pay, borrow, pay and hope that they will eventually uh, not demand the added insurance uh, that, uh, that an older person can, is, can well afford to post. Mm -hmm. But that's gonna take you a while. You're gonna have to have a series of successful projects before yes. they treat you like you're the grown-up in the room. You know that, right? Yes, I am aware of that, yes. How do you get over yourself? I, I just, it's been a lot and I've been like you. If you get bounced back, I always get, I try to, people have always, put me down or I've had, you know, not success as always, but I always bounce back. So if someone, if there's obstacles, I can get over them and I'm, I'm really great at um, rejection. 
I'm wondering why you see this as an obstacle that you, you have to, is it that you just can't get the lending from a bank, you've succeeded in getting it, or is it that you have to go in in partnership with your parents to get it? What, where's the obstacle in that one? The obstacle for me is always like, I want to be, I guess, kind of dependent on my own, I guess, a way, like my parents are very, I'm very lucky to have them. And, you know, it's been a pleasure um, working with them, but it's always, I don't always want to have to rely on someone. And, yes. and even when you're so young starting out, I know that um, a lot of people like in the industry would maybe slightly look down on me because I'm so young or they don't think I have the knowledge. Mm. But you're getting the knowledge, aren't you? Yeah, I have. I've been. You're proving it by having two su successful projects. God yeah. willing that your numbers that you project actually come out, which is always a slight question mark, right? But you're confident yeah. that you're going to reach those numbers, right? Maybe even a little bit. It depends. Um, we have some, the projections I gave are minus about, we have an operating cost of about, um, my brother is going to be taking a small wage in the next while because mm -hmm. we have, I haven't been taking a wage in the company. And then um, we just have some expenses with um, other ends of, we have an office space now that we're occupying in Muskoka. So just some small. I'm going to give you uh, two things that are on my mind, Hunter. Uh, one, do you walk into the banks with your brother next year? Um, to be honest with you, no, no, not as much because I deal with more of the financing, but I have walked in with my parents as well. Yeah. yeah. And does it bother you to walk in with your parents? A little bit, but it's, it's understandable. Yeah. 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 All right. I would, uh, I would give my, if I were in your position, I would give myself a deadline to get rid of your parents. Yeah. Uh, because what what I'm hearing here is not just the need for the money, but you want to prove that you stand on your own two feet mm -hmm. and you can do it on your own. But I think you're in a heck of a rush to do that and probably not realistic. Two yeah. projects won't do it. It will be a series or a history under your name where yeah. finally you give the personal guarantee versus your parents. Yeah. You know, finally, based on your credibility, I think that's going to take you probably five years. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe you could do it sooner. But what if I said to you, five years from today, you'll be a huge developer and give your parents their final thank you note and say, thanks for your help. I don't need you anymore. Yeah, I just on the fun. I think it's easily doable in five years, maybe even three yeah. and a half, four years. Uh, but I think you should give yourself a deadline uh, because you should let yourself off the hook of thinking less of yourself because of their help. It's a curse of every rich kid who wants to go out on their own. The damn shadow of the parents are always right there. And what it is uh, dangerous about is it can um, eradicate your sense of accomplishment, no matter how deserving you are. I always say rich kids don't have an advantage over poor kids. Poor kids have the advantage. They make a little success. They could sing, I did it myself. Mm -hmm. The resources you have, you'd be crazy not to use them, but you can't sing that song yet. I did it myself. But once you get that launching pad and you were just born that way, you happen to have parents who could afford to do help. Yeah. And you, you can't go in as a poor kid and try to uh, resell, resell the little hut. I mean, it's not going to turn you on. It's not what you were raised with. You come in on a higher level, but you got to get rid of your parents. But until you do, you shouldn't feel guilty. And one small question I have for you too is, what would, if you were in my shoes, what would you do to kind of take my business to the next level? I would do more of the formula that's working and try to speed up the timetable. So let's yes. say that first project took you 14 months. 
Yeah. I'd shoot for the next one being 12 or 10 months. Yeah. And then yeah. I'd shoot for taking two at once, you know? Yeah. And without any regard to whether you could do it on your own, I would just amass as much as I could, provided you know what you're doing, you're not going to make a lot of mistakes. You can't take too much on. I just am a believer of rather than redefining yourself every year and what you want to shoot for, I'm a believer in the cookie cutter principle. You mm -hmm. have got a formula, you made a ton of money. If you come away with this for the million eight, that's amazing. A million eight on four million, do it again, then do it again, then do it again, maybe two at once. But until, and then as you go, you'll see some opportunity and say, wow, this piece of property would make a great shopping mall. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you go in that direction, but you can't really build a business plan yet that you're going to dance to. I think it's just about doing more of it, you know, and mm -hmm. looking for your own independence. Because yeah. that's so important for you to have the joy of being able to sing, I did it my way, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it won't happen for a while, but you're getting a head start. Good for you. You deserve it. Your parents are giving them great satisfaction. Just don't lose their money. Don't lose their money, honey. Yeah. <laughs> That's no good for the ego. And then uh, I'm not worried about you. And I wouldn't grow a mustache or a beard. It's not going to help you at all. And would you be worried about the real estate market? Because it's at all-time highs right now, especially in the luxury industry. Yeah, you should be worried about the real estate market, always about the real estate market, because it's always swinging both ways. I think you need a plan based on today's great market or whatever the market is that you find yourself in at any given year. And then I think you need to ask yourself the question, which I did all the time, what if the shit hits the fan? Yeah. What are you do? And try to have sort of an idea on how that would roll out. But mm -hmm. let me tell you, if you're an entrepreneur, when the shit does hit the fan, it's always easy to find a solution on your savoring. I always found a way because you have no, your back's up against the wall. You find a way out of it. When that D-Day comes, uh, everybody's got problems, including the banks, uh, including uh, everything is going to be a problem. So you won't ever be alone and you can always deal out of your problems somehow because everybody's got a deal. Yeah. It's not the same rules by which you're playing uh, by now. Nice and clean rules. Now, I wouldn't worry about that. If you can uh, create uh, yourself into the best possible guy you could be in your trade right now, you're going to get through the bad times. You're just yeah. going to get through them. I wouldn't worry about that. I wouldn't put lines in my face on that one with that pretty face. You have no way. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's always a worry too, because especially when, you know, the luxury industry could be the first to go. It's especially, so. And so I've seen the luxury industry the first to go. Uh, yeah. the last to go, um, yeah. it wouldn't be bad on your luxury in industry. What if you get caught with the house in midstream and yeah. all of a sudden they're not selling uh, with that thought in mind, would you not build the next bigger house on the lake, but stay one house back? Yeah. You've been I doing, also, yeah. I would also, there's a, uh, our realtor, her mom owns a luxury cottage company called Jane's cottages hmm. and they specialize in luxury high-end rentals and they can get about between about 80,000 to 150. 20,000 a week, depending. So if I, worst case scenario, I could rent it out, Airbnb it, and just hope it would pay the bills until if oh. someone would be willing to rent it out. Or As long as you figure those numbers based on the whole market coming down. Yeah. When the sale value comes down, the rent value comes right down. Yeah. Right, you know. You're right. But yeah. short-term Airbnb always yields the best money. Always yeah. yields the best money. So you could even open it immediately as Airbnb if you want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, yeah, you're thinking, guy, I'm not worried about you. You'll figure it out.
Yes, I'm so happy I got the opportunity to speak with you because you have so we have similarish backgrounds. I you started when you were I think 21 or 22 in real estate as well. Yeah, yeah, but you. I had I had one advantage over you, honestly. I was a poor kid and I had nowhere to go but up, nothing to lose. So I worked without fear. I mean, the worst that happened is I got my old waitress job back, which I knew I could get back because I was a good waitress. Mm. There's a big difference. And that's that's an advantage I have, my back against the wall from the get-go. But uh, not any more deserving of success than you uh, stepping out on the wild side and taking the chance as an entrepreneur. So don't detract that from you in any way. And would you have any advice about say in the potential future, how to get, say, bigger investors into uh, like a business, like in real estate, how would you go about doing that? Um, first off, I wouldn't worry about that right now because you have a big investor. You have your parents, yes. all right? Yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. To get the investors, you need a track record. I have a son who's in my business. He develops homes in secondary cities versus my city of New York. Yeah. And he started when he was at college. He's a wheeler dealer, has a partner. He deserves his own success. I invested in his first project. It was key. Uh, mm-hmm. And he invested like you did, whatever money he scrapped together, his partner scrapped together. Uh, but now for the first time, he's out cold calling on family funds and investors. But he mm-hmm. has a track record. Yeah, has a track record of 18 buildings where he's had a 25% return. So even though he looks young still, he has an enormous track record to speak to and is getting investors. You're not there yet. I wouldn't worry about that to have a longer track record. And right now you have a good investor in your pocket. Yes. Stay home. Stay home and focus on making your, making your uh, parts fit to make a lot of money. You know, that's, yeah. that's what you want that report card to show. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. My pleasure to hang out with you, Hunter. I wish you the best of success. Hey, Barbara. I'm Shrikar, a 16-year-old entrepreneur from New Jersey. And I was wondering how it's possible for teenagers without any like contacts or relationships with angel investors or investors in general to get in contact with these investors to build their small business. I know for myself, I started Combsies when I was 14 years old, and I was able to get a patent and prototype my product, but I wasn't able to get in contact and I'm still not able to get in contact with angel investors and investors who's willing to invest in the company since I don't have the contacts or relationships needed to get in contact with these people. So if you, ha- if you had any insight or help, that would be greatly appreciated. I also messaged you on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you. Shakar, good for you that you are a teenager and already started two businesses. That's remarkable. You cannot lose your passion, but you have to lose your dream right now of getting someone to invest. And I'll tell you why. Most businesses today, more than 99% of them are self-funded. They don't get investors in to help them along building their business, and you've got to do the same. If you have family and friends and you need some seed capital, if it's very little money, you can call on them. But if you can't call on anyone and you're all by yourself, think of a business that doesn't take much cash. Think of a business that you could do a little at a time and when you make a few bucks only, you could put back into the business and grow it slowly in that fashion. That's how all businesses in America are started with the exception of 1%. 
So don't think of yourself as needing the contacts to get in touch with all these investors. It just ain't going to happen. Contacts are overrated. What's underrated is self-reliance and figuring out a way on your own how to start and build that business on your own. That's how I did it. That's how most entrepreneurs do it. So join the majority and think of a way to build it on your own. Hey, some of my best questions, honest to God, come into my Business Unusual Facebook group. I'm going to answer those questions today. We're going to try it rapid fire style, 30 seconds or less. And by the way, if you're interested in business, don't miss my Business Unusual Facebook group. We have the coolest conversations going on there. I'm learning more from people than they're learning from me. Okay, we're ready for rapid fire right now. Quick questions, quick answers. And for a little help today, I'm bringing in my chipmunks. You know why? They talk fast, so they're gonna help me stay on track. How do you get the courage to start again when a business fails? Well, you pick yourself up and you move along. Sounds like something your mother might say, right? When you're a little kid. But be aware that most first businesses don't succeed. You probably feel you're the only person in the world who has probably not succeeded on their first business. No, it's just not that way. Most people don't. I failed on my first business that I put two solid years in. It was a flower of the week club, a great idea, but it flopped. But thank God it did because it moved me on to my real big hit coming up next, which was a real estate business. No relation, but boy, did I know a lot about business going in for a second time and taking a swing at the bat. I was a lot smarter and you are too. So I think the key is to simply realize businesses fail, pick yourself up and move along to your next business. It's as simple as that. You know what I found the big difference between my most successful entrepreneurs that I've invested in on Shark Tank, who have, by the way, also failed at many businesses before their big hit came along, and everyone else who never succeeds, I have found the only difference is people who succeed take less time feeling sorry for themselves. So guess what? Get over it, get going. I left my retail job to pursue freelancing, but I'm not getting as busy as I thought I would. What do I do? Well, the way you phrased your question gives you away. You're not getting as busy as I thought I would. That sounds so passive. I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. You're not getting out and approaching customers, making sales calls, meeting individuals, you're not active enough. If you start doing that, you're gonna find that you're pursuing your freelancing is gonna work out just fine, but you're not active enough in pursuing it, you're not aggressive enough. I would suggest you give yourself a daily deadline as to how many live customers you wanna to talk to each day. If you fulfill that deadline, like five people a day or whatever's realistic, you will find your business explodes. You've got to keep yourself accountable. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.